Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Great Podcast. This is our AEW review. I'm joined by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am fantastic. I just ate an Impossible Whopper, so I'm geared up, mm. ready to talk some wrestling. How I ate some McDonald's. It was not impossible. And I put that habanero sauce mm. on it. Oh, nice. Mm. I just saw... They're habanero. Uh, speaking of McDonald's... Uh, I mean, if our listeners did know, I'm a vegetarian, so... Uh, Can you just freeze? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Shit. I'm not frozen. I think you froze. Wait, you're moving again. Yeah, I'm Are talking. You Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, okay. our, our connections may be a little iffy. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? Oh, I said if anyone did know, I'm a vegetarian that listens. And uh, my wife and I saw that McDonald's in Texas right now is testing out a... They call it the McVeggie. It's a Beyond Burger. Mm. Hey man, I enjoy Beyond Meat. I don't. I don't see it as a necessarily a replacement for what I want, but like I enjoy it as its own thing. Yeah, if that makes it's sense. A, it's a good substitute. It's not good for you, so I have to be careful not to want to eat it all the time and stuff. But yeah, but I. I mean, I eat a lot of meat. <laughs> but like, like if some if somebody were to yeah, it's just like whether or not I feel like eating beyond or I feel like eating regular meat. Like it's yeah. not I'm not replacing the meat. I just like, ooh, today I feel like having a beyond because I just like the taste. Yeah, it's good. It's it's like tofu for me. I'll yeah. throw tofu in like my chicken stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just I enjoy tofu. Yeah, tofu's really good. I always tell people tofu just tastes like whatever you put it in. So Yeah, it for me it's it, it's like fucking uh, eggs, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yep. I love it in like pad thai and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's I, what I, I get it in my chicken pad thai. It's just yeah. enjoyable. I usually just get tofu pad thai, but yeah, it's good. This isn't a food okay. podcast. This is a wrestling. No, podcast. it's not, but it's fun. <laughs> I like talking about food. Me too. Um, yeah, so a fucking seismic ton of stuff this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can start it off with uh, Tony Khan still has not apologized. Yeah, uh, and then move on from there. I wish he would apologize. Kind of seems like he's like uh, making it seem like he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, but... he's just he's pulling the Shaun of the Dead tactic. Just wait for all this to blow over. He's done that before with other things, and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's a billionaire, and billionaires don't admit wrong. Yeah, they never do. To yeah. to expect any billionaire to ever do that is. Uh, just it's just not really going to happen. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. It's just yeah. the world they live in. It's unfortunate, but mm-hmm. let's move on from that. But that does it does affect everything going forward. So, like it's it's going to be a factor in in many things that we talk about. Um, not necessarily today, but just in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond that, uh, the biggest things of the past couple days was cuts um there were some large like very significant cuts these are all they framed it as backstage cuts um two of the guys weren't so backstage and this is all through nxt wwe Mm -hmm. uh the first one was timothy thatcher who yeah was was and is a very good wrestler he's an awesome wrestler but i don't know it was kind of always weirded out whenever he signed with WWE. 
because he didn't really see yeah, fit he, there. No, he doesn't fit. It, it was it was a very strange fit. Like, mm-hmm. what's he doesn't wrestle a style they like. Yeah. He's older. Mm-hmm. He's not a look that Vince likes. If anything, he's just kind of a uh, a shootier version of Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he they're looks very like a, similar. Like a, um, I just forgot the name of the hockey guys that just fight people. A goon. That's what he looks yeah, like. <laughs> is he? Is he English? No, he's from here. He I wrestles always, a very British style, though. But yeah, like a British. I always style. and because he was. He was. Oh, he's always been an Imperium slash. What were they before? Were they called Imperium before? No, it was uh, Ringkampf. Ringkampf, which yeah, you can't do that in <laughs> WWE. You can't call something Kampf. Yeah, um, that would scare the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he was. He's always been attached to European or UK mm-hmm. factions or companies. Yeah, it was a very strange thing, and they they weren't using him in NXT UK. It was just it was all very odd. Mm-hmm. And the other guy was Birch. I can't remember his first name, but Danny that, Birch. With uh, he was aligned with Oni Lorcan. Mm-hmm. Um, those two guys they had said they weren't released with the other guys before because they were coaching. Obviously, they weren't coaching very long, and it's kind of again two guys. I don't know how they stuck around as long as they did because they do not wrestle the the WWE way and that's they're just that's what they've turned NXT into just strictly a feeder system for the mm-hmm. for the uh, main roster style of wrestling they've gotten rid of all the work rate stuff they don't care about that stuff they don't care about old school traditional wrestling so obviously these two guys got to go Mm-hmm. which is good for them that they didn't keep them around too much longer than this. Cause it's like, what the hell are they even doing any anyways? Like yeah. if I were them and they were coaching people and like, why, why are you using me to coach these guys when you don't even like my style? Yeah. It doesn't for make sure. any sense. So mm-hmm. it's good for them. They're going to find work. Thatcher should go right back to MLW. Yeah. Which I believe he, he was wrestling at prior. Yeah, he was a, he was all over the indies too. He would show oh, yeah. up in PWG, in, and he thrived in all the blood sport events and stuff. So he'll be just fine. He'd do fantastic in Japan too. Oh yeah, like he he'd do so well in Japan. Birchwood too. Mm-hmm. Uh, put him back with Biff Busick, who is Oni Lorcan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the other guy, other significant guy, but for me, I don't care because. He's an old racist. Is Rogue Dog? Yeah, I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm I'm friendly in the fuck Rogue Dog camp. Mm-hmm. Um, he did good things for WWE, and he was a good producer for them. But fuck Rogue Dog. Yeah. Um, and then we have Steven Regal, and I call him Steven Regal because that's how I started watching him <laughs> yeah. in WCW, and in the WCW video games, mm-hmm. and. So he was Steven Regal for me. Then he came over and he was William Regal. I didn't like him when he was Steven Regal because he came out wearing that fucking like long, like frilly scarf that wasn't attached to a shirt. <laughs> he had a jacket, ring trunks, this the frilly like Victorian scarf, but it wasn't, there was no shirt. Mm-hmm. 
So it was like he was in a sex club. Yeah. It was strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's a crazy one to let go because uh like you just saw like pretty much every wrestler in WWE is like, I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for him. Or like nobody saw anything in me yeah. until William Regal vouched for me or until yeah. this and that. Like he's the most he's the most important person in their developmental mm-hmm. area. I guess since Dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sure. Dusty and then he took that mantle. Yeah. Cause like he signed Becky Lynch, he signed Sasha Banks, he signed Bailey, like all their like top women stars right now he signed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just insane. Yeah, he's he's incredible. And mm-hmm. holy shit AEW. Yes. You and need him. Yes. He even would... stri- just for the women's division and just to have someone to go to bat for them. Yeah. I feel like he could he has a lot of weight. Not that Kenny doesn't, because we know that Kenny's been I mean, was I don't know how much how in charge he is, but he's he's still involved, as we saw if anyone read the uh the Swole interview. Mm-hmm. She talked about how uh Kenny was still sort of involved. Like he was in her exit interview. It was mm-hmm. him and Tony. He came and talked to her when she did that big storyline with um, with Diamante and mm-hmm. Kenny came up to her and was like, was this your story? Did you pitch this, this and that? And she said, yes. And he said, this is amazing. This will mean a lot for the women going forward. This is exactly what we want kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she said she was already essentially being let go at that time. Yeah. Like they knew that they weren't extending, but she said that when she taught when the excerpt that we saw when she said everything came full circle she said that was her full circle moment where she was comfortable with leaving and she's like this is good mm-hmm. like this is a good way to end it was with that talk with Kenny yeah and she was she's happy with that and that can be the Stephen Regal's role mm-hmm. is uh is running that division talking to these women he's good with them i've heard um Dustin Rhodes is good with them as well, but like Regal's been doing it forever. And how many stars has he created? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what, Danielson there now, and that's who they people like to say Shawn Michaels was Danielson's trainer, but it was just kind of like his first school was Shawn Michaels' school. But he really trained under William Regal, is who made Danielson into the wrestler he is today. So you know, Danielson's like we got to get him over here immediately. Oh, he's. He's one of the most important current minds in mm-hmm. wrestling. He's got to be. And right after him, Samoa Joe again. They got Samoa Joe again. Yeah, yeah. I still remember oh, the episode we talked God. about when they first let him go. And we were all buzzing. And then he re-signed. But I don't think that's happening this time. <laughs> no, he re-signed. He started running an angle. He was going to have a match. And then they cut it. And said that he wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. And who knows if that's actually the case? We don't know. Because they've said a lot of guys weren't healthy enough to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And then they've gone on to do great things, including in this upcoming uh, Dynamite mat or Dynamite telecast that we'll be talking about. We have Kenta, we have Daniel Bryan, we have Edge, Christian. I mean, all these guys did legitimately retire for, or not, Kenta didn't retire, I guess. No. But did leave for legitimate health reasons, but they were, 
as soon as they get away from WWE, they're able to come back. Mm-hmm. Or not as soon as, but like they're able to. I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see what he can do. I feel like he would even just be an asset as a personality, mm-hmm. as a manager, as a talker for somebody. Yeah. In his tweet, he said that he's excited for his future. Mm-hmm. So he has a place. I'd. It'd be cool to see him go to Japan too, because he never got like a big Japan run, because he's always been tied to a company here in the states. Lord knows, New Japan needs him. Yeah, yeah. They need they need a gaijin of that status. Yeah, for sure. They need someone like that. They need the Vader. They need the Doctor Death Williams, the Kenny Omega. The they need that guy. They don't have it right now, and it is they're lacking. Mm-hmm. as a result in my opinion it, like all these little like small indie guys and i don't mean small in stature but coincidentally yes small in stature that they just lump in with with a uh, with bullet club yeah like lp i love him but i feel like he's better outside of new japan i feel mm-hmm. like Samoa Joe's perfect for what they want yeah and I, sure. I don't know. I feel like he would do well with their dojos, keeping him healthy, teaching yeah. him with their ways. Although I'm sure he's trained there. Yeah, he. Japan. I think he trained in uh, the New Japan LA Dojo the first time they did it in the early 2000s. Yeah, like he had to have. He's 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 wrestled in Japan because I remember. I think he wrestled mm-hmm. in Noah a long time ago, but it it wasn't like he wasn't at the same level he is now. There's like, that one crazy we... dive that he has. I'm pretty sure is in Japan. Where he does that, uh, like almost like a tornado over the ropes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that clip is from Japan. Yeah. Anyways, holy shit, those releases are wild, and they keep releasing like one per day. Oh, another one, Gabe Sapolsky. Yeah, just uh, I saw that. I was like, wow, I didn't released. realize he was working there, but <laughs> that's crazy. Well, he, I know he was doing Evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they bought like, Evolve three years ago and then they bought evolve and i guess he was i don't know what he was doing mm-hmm. he's a booker i don't yeah. get it but yeah <laughs> i i guess he was with nxt but see again this is sort of like they bring these guys in and then what are they doing Man. i don't speaking of like gabe sapolsky and evolve like they bought that that's no more and then they pretty much destroyed the uk scene <laughs> now they're just releasing all these people it's like what the heck is Evolve done? WWE owns it. I remember there was a rumor for a while that that was going to be what they basically turned NXT into now. That was going to be NXT's yeah. NXT was going to be Evolve. But yeah. Are they even running anything? I don't think so. But you can watch all not, of Evolve on the network if you want to. <laughs> That's all on there. Evolve was good. Lots of great wrestlers ran through mm-hmm. Evolve. Yeah. Before, a strange one, like an Evolve champ and somebody who was big there for a bit was... Um, we just saw him in in Wrestle Kingdom uh, from Dangerous Techers. What's his name? Zack Sabre Jr.? Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. was like an Evolved champ mm-hmm. at one point where he yeah. had, uh, what was he, uh, Zacky three belts or four belts yeah. or whatever the fuck. He, he, yeah. he stacked them all on his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It that was a like crazy year for Zack Yeah. <laughs> he was amazing yeah. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was in America. And yep. he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. So strange. Yeah, it, him and uh, Ibushi. 
I'm and Ibushi glad, did that. I'm so glad he never went to WWE. Well, they would never sign him because he didn't know who Vince McMahon was. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, uh, well, yes, Ibushi, but also <laughs> just Zack Sabre. I mean, oh, I don't think they. I don't think he'd want to be held down in WWE. They would no, not that, like his style. That would not have translated. Mm-mm. All right, so Wrestle Kingdom thoughts. I I liked it. It wasn't their best by any means or anything, but it had some really good yeah. matches, especially night two. Night two was mm-hmm. a lot better than night one. Uh, probably my favorite match was the um, U.S. title match. That that match was crazy. I don't know what those dudes were thinking, but uh, insane, yeah, insane yeah. stuff. But the main event was really who, good too. For people who haven't watched, that was the uh, Tanahashi versus Kenta hardcore match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I I like how the U.S. title just kind of turned into a hard, hardcore hardcore title. Yeah, because like. Uh, Last year at Wrestle Kingdom, it was was it Mox versus Archer for the yeah. U.S. title, and the year before that yeah. it was Kenny versus Jericho in an ODQ match. So it's kind of just turned into a no DQ type belt, at least at Wrestle yeah, they Kingdom. Can, they can use that. Uh, Kento likes using that briefcase. Mm-hmm. He's bringing around that fucking fucking holy. It looks like it, someone shot it with a cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you had Tanahashi doing a high five flow off the top of a. Just gigantic ladder. It's like a ladder that they put together themselves. Yeah. Kenta put that leather that Kenta put that ladder together himself mm-hmm. in the ring. That was so dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, had nobody could, holding it. Like that yeah. ladder almost just disintegrated while he was up there. Yeah. You could hear him cussing and the Japanese crowd laugh. That's like the only time too that the crowd got like vocal because they couldn't really when in Japan they don't get vocal. Yeah, well, yeah, because uh Normally they do to an extent. It's different. It's a very different atmosphere. And that's the one thing I miss the most mm-hmm. in Japan is their atmosphere is like nothing you experience watching a North American show. It's yeah. very, very different. Like there's volume and it's loud, but it's a different loud. Yeah. And you can't you can't appreciate it until you watch it. And so I recommend if people have been watching the new ones. It's very silent. Go back and listen to some older matches. Yeah. And I don't mean like old. I mean like three or four years ago. Yeah. Before the pandemic. Um, Just watch before the pandemic. Yeah. Pre-pandemic. Because right now, like kudos to Japan and to New Japan. They tell them that you're not allowed to cheer. And a stadium with thousands of people just doesn't. And they're all masked. And they're all just clapping. And then we have in North America... People walk in the stadium, rip off that mask right away. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like spitting on each other and mm-hmm. drinks. Like, no wonder Omicron is even exists. Yeah. But I digress mm-hmm. to quote Taz. Um, yeah. So, very, very interesting. I, one thing that I did love that the crowd did in the, the, uh, the championship match, like the, the big one at the end of night two. They were clapping along with the elbows. Yeah, they yeah that was cool. So the clap, the crowd would clap with each elbow, and it was, it was like I was watching some like really cool theater mm-hmm. shit happening. I was like, this is amazing. Like yeah. this is a cool little thing that you're never gonna get once uh, COVID is over. That's yeah. not gonna happen again. Yeah. So it was really cool. It was like yeah, someone yeah. hitting like a chalkboard yeah. <laughs> every time they delivered their elbows. I was like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is like a little time capsule. That's never, we're never going to see that again. 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Wrestle Kingdom's good. You could tell it's a, a like a reset point for him. Yes. Because, spoilers, Okada is the champ now, and Naito came out to challenge him, so that's that's like comforting if you're a New yes. Japan fan. And then Tanahashi's the U.S. champ, so it's like they're like kind of resetting because the pandemic has been really rough on New Japan, so hopefully yes. they can turn it around and they have their big show coming up this weekend. This weekend's pretty nuts for wrestling too, but yes. <laughs> they have their show against Noah this weekend. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be what it, are they allowing more fans into that one? Do you I'm know? I'm not sure. Cause they Cause had like, the... they had like 30,000 at Tokyo. Usually it's like 80,000, but they had 30,000. So yeah, that's still a, a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. That's a ton. When yeah. you think about the biggest shows in the States, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so silent, and there's nothing yeah. you can do about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but well, yeah, that's like in Japan, like even amusement parks, people aren't yelling and stuff. Like they're just on roller coasters and being silent, which is it's insane if you watch a video of it because like no one's screaming or anything. Well, like I really appreciate the commitment that every single person in that country has to keeping each other safe. Because mm-hmm. I look around here. People aren't doing that. No, 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 no. And my People work... do it as far as until it starts to affect what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, but yeah, I, I would prefer just to not do that. Yeah. So like at my work, don't. we were supposed to wear masks, but I just see people walking around. Just, they have their mask on or it's like just around their chin. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. I appreciate that commitment. Mm-hmm. It's uh, something that, that we in North America lack. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, there was one injury from Wrestle Kingdom, which was amazing to me because. Well, I'll get into it. Jeff Cobb, he has a knee injury. They don't know how bad he's getting a MRI on his knee. So potential torn, maybe strain, maybe pulled, who knows, but could be bad. He wrestled two matches. He wrestled one on night one, which was a multi-man tag, which apparently yeah. that's where he heard it. And then he wrestled his singles match against Naito. Who was it? Against Naito, which was, which is, I've joked that there were yesterday or in the, in a 48 hour period, there were five or no, I joked within a 24 hour period, there were four match of the year candidates mm-hmm. and that was one of them yeah the that, match their match naito, at wrestle kingdom was very good very very good yeah the match with naito was a perfect um just professional wrestling match with a big guy versus a slightly smaller guy with the smaller guy working on the limb of the big guy but legitimately jeff Cobb was wrestling with a potentially torn acl yeah. or whatever and but but that's the story they were telling mm-hmm. was his was his hurt knee, and I am shocked he was able to give that level of a performance because mm-hmm. I thought it was just beautiful kayfabe, but he was wrestling hurt, and he might be out for a long time now. So holy shit! Yeah, Jeff Cobb's a, a whole different beast, man. He's he's pretty nuts. He's incredible. After hearing that that he's hurt and he still had that level of performance with Naito, which is nuts. It was amazing. It was amazing, and it's Jeff Cobb. The shit he does is not normal. No, the no, shit no. he does does is like a standing moonsault, a fucking like jumping off the top rope with the, holding the guy doing a flip. Like it's yeah. a he's otherworldly. And like all his power slams, they're not just like a straight up power slam. Like he'll run around with you and 
flip you around and stuff too. So just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we should we should talk about the two injuries that happened last mm-hmm. night on Dynamite before we even get to the show because I feel like uh, it, it would be good to let people know what the statuses are at the moment. Um, Phoenix looked like he snapped his arm in half yeah. in the match. Um, <laughs> it's it just bent completely backwards at the elbow. Um, some people said that looks like a hyperextended um, dislocation of the elbow, and apparently that's what it was. Mm-hmm. He did not break anything, which is a miracle because his yeah. arm legit bent the wrong way. And they, I, I assume it's swollen right now, and they have to. Then they do MRIs and testing and whatnot, and so essentially. He said, in a few weeks, he'll be back. Mm-hmm. So we'll, who knows what a few weeks are, but he says that he'll keep having to go to the hospital and get tests and whatnot. But at the moment, it looks like best case scenario. Mm-hmm. So that's Which fantastic because it, it looked like nuts. he was going to be out for months. Yeah, because yeah, that was gnarly. And they kept showing it. I don't think they realized it had happened at first because they kept I showing didn't even, it. I didn't know what happened until <laughs> after the show ended. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what people were talking about. I didn't notice it at first. I heard people going, "Oh, his arm!" And then because I saw Luchasaurus selling his arm, like because he went through the table mm-hmm. too, and so I was like, "Oh, what happened to his arm?" And then they kept showing. It. I was like, "Oh no, they're talking about Phoenix because his arm is backwards." <laughs> <laughs> but by the like, with every shot, by the time I looked at his arm, his arm was back to normal. Mm-hmm. So like, I missed the part where his arm was at a right angle the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they even that. posted the video like on their socials, and then they took it down. Cause yeah, I'm it was sure they didn't gnarly. know. Yeah, they didn't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the other one, which was unfortunate, because it was a spoiler. It was his first match. He's like a guy who's had a really tough break the past year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Atlas had a big match with Adam Cole. Could have really elevated him. Like a lot in a loss. He's not going to beat Adam Cole, but that's that match has taken place, but it's for tomorrow on Rampage. But Jake Atlas, he did a springboard, took a took a super kick. It was going to be one of those springboard into a super kick. Yeah. And then you like collapse on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I guess as soon as he landed, tweaked his knee Mm -hmm. in some way. Um uh they called an audible. Um Adam Cole went locked in a like a a knee lock or whatever, like a nice loose one. He was going to do the Panama Sunrise, and mm-hmm. Atlas is like, "Oh, I can't do that." Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. Let's to go home. <laughs> um, and they helped him to the back, and he was he was on crutches. He's going for. I don't know if he's had the MRI or he was going for an MRI, but they said they're hopeful. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopeful's good. Could also be like a torn ACL or MCL, so who fucking knows? Yeah, um, I've watched enough sports over the years that like guys tear their ACLs walking down stairs, like just doing like the random, most random stuff, and then they're out for a year. So who knows? Yeah. Um, but he's pretty young, so hopefully it's not too bad. He is young. He is very young, actually. <laughs> he's in his twenties. Um. Yeah, so I'm hoping for the best for him because, as I've said, he he is legit one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. 
I yeah. love Jake Atlas. He was one of the he was one of the guys that I first gravitated to when I got back into wrestling when I started watching the Indies. It was him and Jungle Boy. I was mm-hmm. like, who the hell are these two? And apparently they're best friends. So I'm hoping for the best. And I just have to shout out his finisher. It's called the Stonewall DDT. That's yeah. so fucking cool, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And it's a cool move, too. So <laughs> It's amazing. But yeah, so I'm hoping for the best for him. Um, every time I look, it just says he's getting an MRI and they're hopeful. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Okay, half hour into the podcast, let's get to Dynamite. Yeah. There was a lot of That's news. A, it's, it's a lot of news. and Yeah. I, I've only been watching wrestling for like three days straight. So mm-hmm. yeah, T- today was a little lighter on that. Today was just reading about wrestling. Yeah. So I really just wanted to find out about Jake Atlas. We got the mm-hmm. news of Ray Phoenix early. Yeah. And then I was just like, I just, I just need to know if my boy's good. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know, but oh, and, had uh, any news yet. other wrestling health news, uh, Roman Reigns is cleared to come back after his COVID scare. So that's yes, good. That's very good. Yes. Yeah. I feel like there's more stuff we're missing because so much news happened. Yeah. They keep releasing something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I think yeah, that's I think it. So. I think so. Okay. So moving on to Dynamite. Okay. Danielson versus Hangman 2. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> they, what the fuck, man? They, uh, Danielson and Hangman said, all right. We gave you a match of the year contender at the end of the year, and we're going to do the same thing at the beginning of the year. So, <laughs> yeah, this one I liked number two more than number one. I was as much as I loved number one; it didn't even make my top ten matches yeah. of the year, and I wasn't as high on it as most. Like i I knew it was great, but everyone else was freaking out like match of the year, and I was like, it was very it was, yes. It was very good. Mm-hmm. But this one, I was riveted. Like I couldn't take my eyes off. This, this. one was this was something else. Brutal. This one was bloody. It was like a Mortal Kombat or something like that. It's how bloody these guys were at the end of the match. Oh yeah, and they, they went for broke right mm-hmm. away. Um I Which loved... is what we predicted too, that they'd probably go yes. for a sprint this time. Yeah. It wasn't so much they still went like half hour or like thirty five minutes or I think it was thirty five minutes, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I did love Danielson stalling Yeah, for the judges in this one because in his mind, based off their previous match, had it gone to the judges, he would have won mm-hmm. because yeah. he dominated that last match for like 80, 85 to 90% of it. It was mm-hmm. all Danielson. So he's running away. He's afraid of uh, Paige, like if he gets his hands on him and Adam Page catches him, he's just He's taken him to town. Like he does the he does the big Steen pop up power bomb on the mm-hmm. apron on the outside, which I love. Yeah. Kill Steen kill. Um Hangman looked legit hurt by a tope at one point, which of course he threw Hangman into the judges mm-hmm. barricade, which I loved how much they used the judges in this, and yeah. it really affected how I watched the match. I was like, the judges would like this. Mm-hmm. The judges wouldn't like that, or he's doing this for the judges, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Which um, the judges were uh, Paul White, uh, uh, Mark Henry, and Jerry Lynn. Ooh, Jerry Lynn, metal scream. So 
that plays into the match too because Danielson starts like doing their moves later on. <laughs> yeah, Danielson he hits the uh, the cradle DDT. Is that what it is? It's or... the cradle pile driver. It's the cradle pile driver. It's the gotch pile driver that Suzuki uses, but Jerry Lynn called it the uh, cradle pile driver, and he did it staring right at Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Amazing, mm-hmm. great, great stuff. Um, Danielson spent the match trying to weaken Hangman's arm. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to take away the buckshot, which I liked that the commentators were talking like, well, you know, Hangman does have more moves than just the buckshot, which mm-hmm. I liked because in the end, the strategy didn't work. Um, Hangman, at one point, he got busted open, I think on the post. As soon as he hit the post, I was like, ah, here we go again. I yeah, they did that. They did the cool suplex tumble over the ropes. And then when they yes. landed, Danielson pushed him into the ring post. Fucking love that that yeah. like uh, conjoined suplex. Yeah, it's so scary, but it's awesome because like it's so much could go wrong doing that. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, I loved Danielson dragging the bloody hangman, and this is what I was talking about with the judges. He drags the bloody hangman over by his hair to the judges and just starts like working over his forehead, being mm-hmm. like look at this, all this damage I'm doing guys, look at this blood. Mm-hmm. Like, how could I not be the one winning right now? Like really good stuff. He's posing for the judges. He's it's awesome. Then mm-hmm. hangman was able to turn it around and he starts doing the, uh, the thing that Danielson did the previous match. Where he grabs his two arms. He's smashing his face yeah. in the post repeatedly. And I knew immediately I was like, Oh shit, we're going to get, we're going to get bloody Danielson yeah. for the first time in what, 15 years. Yeah. It's, it's maybe 20 years. Yeah. I, you don't see Danielson bleed too much, at least not since his ROH days. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. How long has yeah. it been since he was in ring of honor, ring of honor? Like, know, 20 years, maybe <laughs> that's what know. I'm saying. Like he hasn't, he hasn't done this in 20 years, which is mm-hmm. amazing. I love that. And he did a fucking Dustin Rhodes gusher. Yeah. He looked like, like of Mortal Kombat fatality. He looked insane. <laughs> Take a look at the photos backstage. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a bandage on his head, like he's a Civil War fighter. Yeah, and yeah. His <laughs> face is still all red. It's amazing. Um, this time when they go to commercial break, they're checking on Danielson, which was yeah. awesome because that that was the the previous match they had. They were checking on Hangman. So I really like that. Hangman does the jumping jacks. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Really well done. Judges love that shit. He wipes the blood on his chest. So good. Um, Hangman hits a dead eye on the floor. Amazing. That was was nuts. We got the label lock. We got a buckshot countered with the Busaiko knee. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. It was like, it was something you can only get from either these two guys or Kenny. Like yeah. they're the only guys that can pull these counter of a finisher into another finisher so mm-hmm. cleanly. Um and it's always so much better when one of the guys has a strike. Yeah. As their finish as the finish. Mm-hmm. Um of course, the kick out off the Busaiko knee which is amazing. Nobody's done that as far as yeah. I know. No one's kicked out of that in in AEW. Nope, they haven't. And I loved while they were doing this match, the commentators, they kept 
meant like uh pointing out all the all these moves that have finished other guys off in the company to this mm-hmm. point since Danielson has arrived, which is like, oh, that's how he finished off this guy. Oh, that's how he finished off that guy. And none of them are working. Really mm-hmm. good stuff. The headbutts, man. Man, yeah. The, they, they didn't punch each other this match. They just headbutt each other. <laughs> Danielson was doing headbutt yeses. Like, yeah. Yes, headbutts. Yeah. And like, I don't think he did yes kicks at all. I think he just headbutted him. Yeah, that he was headbutting, <laughs> and the fans were chanting yes. Yeah, and he was like, like running with it too. Is nuts. Yeah, they're doing running. Like they were honoring Shibata out there, mm-hmm. and I loved that. They're yeah. just like Shibata came back this week. We didn't even fucking talk about that. Yeah, that's Anyways. true. That's another big news story. Shibata came back and just and in an in. amazing way. Yeah. Um, yeah. After this match, I'm going to talk about that. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, so they were honoring Shibata with these headbutts. Just crazy. I love, like, just brutal stuff. And at this point, I realized almost all of their moves, especially Danielson, they were doing them to make the blood flow more. Mm-hmm. Like, all the moves were to the head and to the yeah. cut. Like, they're just expert at that. Um. And they weren't having none of their faces ever touch the canvas that could wipe off the blood. Really good <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, eventually we get the buckshot for the win. Really good stuff. 35 minutes. The buckshot kind of came out of nowhere, which I liked. Yeah. It was yeah, just, yeah. The match was just over like that. Yeah. There really was, good stuff. Uh, one spot I wanted to mention uh, yes. they did the Kenny Omega Kazuchika Okada oh, spot. Yes. Where uh, right after Danielson, it's right after that, I think the dead eye on the floor, and after he'd been busted open, he tried to he rolled him back in to do the buckshot, and Danielson just passed out underneath the buckshot, which is cool. It's a callback to the Okada Kitty match, which is still probably my favorite spot like ever in wrestling when he hey, fell you, under you the rainmaker. I think every other week, yeah, <laughs> like that is that is your favorite spot. Yeah, it it's, is. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that callback. But yeah, this match was. I, you know what? I'm probably going to agree with you. I probably liked it better than the first one. This one was It had so more good. drama for me, personally. Yes, yes. It just, the, the all the blood added to it. Like, Danielson looked insane. Like, he was gushing blood. <laughs> it, like, as cool as a more one-sided match is, and as cool as, like, the, the story is for a match, like the first one, mm-hmm. I enjoy a more back-and-forth match a little yeah. bit more. So yeah. this one was amazing, and seeing Danielson bleed for the first time in my life, personally, mm-hmm. was just just incredible. Um, yeah. So before we get to the next segment, I do, I do actually, we do have to talk about Shibata because oh, yeah. what he did was amazing. Yeah. So Shibata comes out because sorry, first Renderita comes out, so he was his mystery opponent, which is. Interesting, because that's his student. Yeah. And they've been telling a story with Renderita of Shivada challenging him to uh to get out his potential, like really like working with him, not letting him him move on until Shivada thinks he's ready, until mm-hmm. he's enough of a man to move on. He's like, I'm gonna make a man out of you, to quote Mulan. Um <laughs> 
And so he comes out. So, okay, that's cool. It's Ren Narita. Nothing too special. But then Shibata comes out, asks for the mic. And the commentators were shocked. Because he's saying this in in Japanese. And like, wait, he's saying wrestling rules. Can we do this? Full wrestling rules. Let's do this. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. Because yeah. this was supposed to be a catch wrestling fight. Yeah, it's supposed no, to be like an exhibition. No strikes. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can use the ropes, you can jump off the ropes and this and that, but no strikes. And he just says, no, no, full wrestling rules. And they're like, oh my god, the CEO of New Japan must be shitting himself yeah. right now. They're like, he just went into business for himself and just cleared himself mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring. And they're like, poor Ren Narita. He now has to have... <laughs> This match, match. Where, yeah. <laughs> with a man who could be, could who couldn't walk, yeah, uh, four or five years ago when his accident happened, and fucking they had a drag him out brawl. Mm-hmm. Um, he got all his shit in. He Shibata looked amazing. He did all the moves. Yeah, he did the diving head, uh, the diving or that's a the stalling drop kick in the corner, the fucking head kicks, that one thing where he, what did he, he choked him. What was that? The thing that he finished the match with was amazing. Uh, that little combination. He, oh, crap. Is it where he kicks him and then goes in for the choke? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, uh, he chokes him out and then kick and then hits him with the PK, but he does something. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Just so good. It's it's a moment. <laughs> it's a fucking moment. Yes, yes. It, and... It's the equivalent to uh, to Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson. But in let's say in WWE, Daniel Bryan walking into the ring for like a grappling contest, and unbeknownst to anybody, even Vince McMahon saying, "Screw you all." I'm having a full match yeah. and just going yeah. after being told that he was going to die. Yeah. Prior, like in fucking sane. Mm-hmm. One of the moments of my wrestling lifetime. Yeah. It was, was amazing. so cool. So happy Shibata's back. Now get this pandemic over so we can have Danielson versus Shibata. Fuck. I, <laughs> I think one of them might die. Yeah. Because <laughs> those two guys wrestle harder and stiffer than anyone you'll mm-hmm. ever see like what is it with the guy i mean there's a reason <laughs> i was like why do all the guys who wrestle the stiffest style all end up having career-ending injuries yeah well I mean, there's a reason well, for that but <laughs> yeah joe kenta mm-hmm. fucking danielson shibata yeah misawa right. yeah rest in peace r.i.p but so next we had MJF versus uh, Sean Dean. On oh Dynamite. my god, this, this was is amazing. this was wild. Yeah, and a ballsy move considering everything that came out last week. Like uh, mm-hmm. just who was involved in this involving Sean Dean? Yeah, this this is a decision, and it took balls to do this. But yeah. um, so we have Sean Dean in the ring, and I was like, oh man, Sean Dean, Sean Dean's gonna lose to MJF. This kind of sucks. MJF comes out to the ring. CM Punk comes running down. The fans are going crazy. He runs into the ring. MJF runs out of the ring. He wants no business uh, with uh, with CM Punk. CM Punk looks over it. He's he's challenging him. Sean Dean's telling MJF, get back in the ring. Get back in the ring. Um, CM Punk turns around. 
kicks him in the gut, GTH or GTS to Sean Dean. Just he didn't lays him out. The GTS man, he could just punch him. <laughs> he could have slapped him. Yeah, he could have done anything. He didn't need to knock out poor Sean Dean. Yeah, goddamn. Because really, anyway, all he had to do was come in and shove him, and then that would be a DQ. <laughs> and Sean Dean gets the first um, disqualification victory in AEW history. Yeah, the only one ever. Yeah, and also gets has a perfect record for 2022. Yeah. MJF is 0-1-1. Yeah. And he's one of three people to beat MJF in a singles match. <laughs> Brian Daniels and Chris is 0-1-1. Yeah. Sean Dean is higher on the rankings in yeah. 2021, which I think they might tell a story there. They, yeah. There might be a, like he might actually go up the rankings a little bit. That'd be cool. On, you go for the some, TNT there, title. There could be something fun there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, sure. it's blown up on Twitter and stuff. Like everyone's making memes about it and stuff. And he yeah, tweeted out, oh, "A win's a win, baby." <laughs> it's good. It's, it's funny. I just hope yeah. it doesn't. I hope it doesn't turn Sean Dean into a joke. Is yeah, me too. Yeah, but uh, well, I don't think it's by accident that he lost to Wardlow last week uh-huh. or the week before, and then this week he beats mjf there's a story there like i think sean dean's gonna play into this a little bit further with cm punk like maybe we might get a cm punk versus sean dean match as well Mm -hmm. and like maybe sean dean keeps going up the rankings because all these guys keep losing to him because they keep screwing with each other yeah (laughs) that'd be pretty awesome i would like this and then maybe he gets an opportunity yeah you never know um but yeah so then Punk hops on the mic and he says, I'm going to do this every single time you hop in the ring until you give me a match. Yeah, because, yeah. um, sorry, uh, before the match, commentary commented out that MJF's trying to pad his record. So he's yes. going to start wrestling nobodies and stuff. Not that Sean Dean's a nobody, but just he's yes. not high mm-hmm. up on the card. But, um, but uh, yeah, so that's what Punk came out to stop. <laughs> yeah, so I really like that. Um mm-hmm. He says, it's going to be hard for you to win a title when you have no wins on your record for 2022. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't go up the rank. He's like, no ti- no wins, no titles. And MJF is pissed. Um, he, uh, he starts talking about, again, how CM Punk sold Tony Khan a bill of goods, how he's a shell of his former self. Um, just his usual things he, he says about CM Punk. And then CM Punk Tells him, tells him to be quiet. He says, you know, it's so funny that uh, you uh, you keep talking about. Uh... Oh no, is this is MJF? He says, uh, yeah. MJF says it's so funny that you were get, that you got so offended when I brought up Roddy Piper because Roddy Piper was able was able to win a a WrestleMania main event. Well, he was <laughs> able to main event WrestleMania, and then and then CM Punk says. MJF, you are so obsessed with WWE, with going to WWE and main eventing WrestleMania. Why don't you go main event uh, night four of a buy one get one free extravaganza, and then you'll and then you you'll get released faster than you last in the sack. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'll still be here if you want to come back here and have this match. 
I'll still be around. It'll be mm-hmm. oh my god, I I butchered that line, but it was really fucking good. Yeah, it's it's really good promo between both of them because the the Piper line, at least he's talented enough to make a event at WrestleMania. Yeah, is all good. yeah, good stuff. I love it. Um, then MJF, he's pissed. He's like, you know what? Fine. Next week we got a match. It's CM Punk versus Wardlow, and there are so many ways that this can go. And I'm so excited. I'm going to say MJF's going to try to beat up Wardlow. And Wardlow's going to get pissed off. <laughs> well, he could go in there and he could slap Wardlow or something <laughs> once the bell rings. Uh, he could throw in the towel for Wardlow. He could... Wardlow could just beat CM Punk. I don't see that happening. Uh-huh. One thing that I think would be funny is he sends in... Sean Spears to hit Wardlow with a chair. Yeah, that's what I could actually see because Sean Spears is out there all the time. So Sean Spears goes in there, hits Wardlow with a chair to get Punk disqualified, and then Wardlow just snaps, just destroys Sean Spears. Yeah, because I could see because MJF doesn't want to betray Wardlow. Mm-hmm. He wants Sean Spears to do the dirty work. Yeah, yeah. and what Sean Spears isn't going to go in there and slap Wardlow. Yeah, he's going to be like, uh. Like he's gonna hit him with the chair because that's his thing. He's gonna like think like this is a little bit of protection that I have against Wardlow. Yeah, he's gonna hit him with a chair, and then he's gonna get power bombed. And I'm stealing this. I heard this on what called. He's gonna get power bombed ten times. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would actually be really awesome. <laughs> and yes, this is that is what I want. I think. That's what I think is going to happen is Sean Spears is going to attack him with the chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too, me too. Good call. And then I like the 10, 10 powerbomb thing. I really hope that 10 happens. 10 powerbombs on the chair, please. Oh, my God. Sean. And then and then the week after that, I have Sean Spears in like a body cast. <laughs> but I don't want Sean Spears and Wardlow to break up because I freaking love them right now. They're funny, but... Sean Spears, Wardlow versus Sean Spears is a f- funny, funny match. To me. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sean Spears is long for Wardlow's world, unfortunately. No, 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 no. no. I don't think I, any of the pinnacle is. I think Wardlow's about to be out on his own here pretty pretty quick. They really didn't do a whole lot with the pinnacle, to be honest. It was just to uh, fight the, the inner circle. And then, it was disappointing. Yeah, and then they kind of do wanting, stuff with them. We've been wanting that four horsemen thing for yeah. like a year yeah. and a half. Talk about old school work rate podcast stuff. All our theories about that for the early episodes Everybody's of the show. Theories. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's theories. They, they hinted that stuff forever. Even Cody was like, I think that was, I think Cody was originally supposed to be part of that and it was supposed to be a bigger thing. And then they sort of abandoned it and brought it back in a different incarnation. Mm-hmm. incarnation and just didn't really do much with it which is unfortunate and speaking of unfortunate jericho is back on tbs and it sucks <laughs> man i was i'm i don't i'm i don't want to talk i don't even know how to describe this because i've been a fan of jericho's forever but lately yeah. it's just like oh come on like it's not just good. his whole stuff. It's just like this is like, like especially coming off the like MJF Punk stuff. There you're like, oh, and then you have Jericho. It's just like 
stuff Jericho I would see. doing some fucking nursery rhyme schoolyard bullshit. Yeah. Like, it is not good. It is yeah. terrible. And, like, the uh, AEW didn't do him any favors because at one point during the stuff, he, they, when he was making fun of 2.0, they cut to a little girl, like, probably seven laughing in the crowd. So, like, that's who they're targeting, I guess. With this <laughs> Jericho's never been this bad. That's no. what's weird. A year ago, Jericho mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, maybe he's not into it, and they're just kind of making him do it. Maybe he thinks, but I don't know. I this don't is know. not the like. This is the same level as is. Uh, what was it like? Pumpkin headed dipshit. Pumpkin headed yeah. dipshit thing yes. that he was doing with Lambert. It's like Cody or not Cody. Um, Jericho, <laughs> what are you doing with this? Like, like pinhead. Uh, square head, pinhead, square yeah. head. What is this? It's like he's trying to get other stuff over. He's, I think he's trying to prove to himself that maybe he can get anything over or something. No, but like, like, we're like, there's a whole big complaint about about certain people not getting TV time, about mm-hmm. they're not having a second women's match on the show, about representation, and you have. Jericho out there just eating time. Yeah. It sounds like he's ad libbing garbage. Yeah. I'm more actively he's actively dragging down the feud between LAX and 2.0. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'd much rather just have those six guys do stuff with each other because it's all far more interesting. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. And I liked even when 2.0 came out and confronted Jericho and they're like, You'd like the taste of that chair? Just because 2.0 freaking cracks me up i love yeah, those it was guys funny mm-hmm. like hey real funny guy hey eh? how do you yeah you like the taste of that chair he's like no it hurt damn and like that was funny i laughed yeah, yeah. at that oh we didn't even talk about Jer- jericho's dye job <laughs> look like it was done with a fucking sharpie yeah it looks like he did it like right before he ran out is yeah yeah it was terrible it looked like he t- took a roller like a paint roller and it was just like i'm I'm not blonde anymore. Brown. What? Mm-hmm. No. What do you do? Yeah. Jericho. No, sir. That looks, it looks like you have ink on your head. That's yeah. ink. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. As somebody who's dyed his hair before, I understand, but fucking do it a week ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You knew you were coming back. Anyways. Yeah. So in this segment, he's insulting 2.0. 2.0 is getting mad. He's doing his schoolyard bullshit, which is so bad, and it's just eating up time. Um, then he runs out, grabs Floyd the bat. Garcia runs in to attack him. They're brawling. Kingston and uh, or LAX runs out um, yeah. to to sort of to Jericho's aid, um, and kind of late, like he did the week before. <laughs> I, I actually found it like a little earlier, which was nice. Yeah, like they didn't they didn't wait for their music, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was it's fine, but the booking they're doing here this is the lazy women's division booking mm-hmm. where someone gets beaten down and then they run out and chase them away. It's also the HFO booking they did. They always did this with the alley stuff and the HFO yeah. stuff and the Ruby Soho stuff and well, the Tay J stuff. Like this is. The worst trope they do, yeah, for me, yeah, and I'm not a fan. And now they're yeah. doing it with uh, with this feud, which was good. 
when it was heated mm-hmm. and it was about Moxley's rehab and throwing coffee and King. Yeah, the, how that started that promo to this one, it's like, okay. <laughs> and even when not... they attacked Jericho in the back was good. Yeah. Like that was fine. It was good. Like these guys are little shits. But like Garcia can talk, let him talk. Kingston can talk, let him talk. Santana Ortiz, they can talk. 2.0, talk. they can talk. Jericho's not needed. The only nope. reason why Jericho is even needed is because of just logic. They've kept um, the inner circle together for whatever reason, instead of breaking them apart after blood and guts. So it's sort of like, why wouldn't Jericho come out and back his boys? Yeah. So yeah. hopefully like the saving grace for this would be hopefully Santana or, and Ortiz leave Jericho in this. And I hope so. Hopefully like Eddie Kingston versus Jericho is kind of interesting. As a match, It'd be good. But only I if he wins and Santana Ortiz leave Jericho. Yeah, and I can't. Um, if they do a promo battle and Jericho's trying to do this catchphrase type bullshit, he's going to get destroyed by Kingston on the microphone, and that would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's enjoyable. I want to see that happen. But like, mm-hmm. Jericho's not going to book himself to look like a to look like an idiot. Yeah, he's sort of done that before, but like in a way that makes sense, like with Orange Cassidy. Yeah. He'll do it if he's a heel, but with Kingston, I don't see him doing that. He's a Jericho's a face right now, mm-hmm. so they're not going to want face Jericho to look like a fool. I, don't know, I just don't. I don't get. He's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. He's just shoehorned into this because inner circle. Yeah, and also it's sort of like whenever Jericho's on tour. He's not on TV, but then as soon as he's back, oh, he's got to be on TV every week. Yeah. No, he fucking doesn't, man. There's so many guys I want to see instead of him right now. We keep Mm -hmm. signing guys, and yet I keep seeing Jericho. Yeah. I don't want to keep seeing Jericho. You signed, like, 10 guys, Mm -hmm. like 15 guys in the past, like, half year. I want to see those guys. For sure. Anyways. Moving on to some, a bunch of, of these fun signings. Undisputed Era. Oh, we that's have... some other news. The the uh, Matt Jackson has uh, COVID. Oh yeah, Matt Jackson and Brandon Cutler, who is somehow filming this next scene. Yeah, filming is... in quotations. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Landon. It wasn't Brandon. Yeah, that's true. That made me laugh really hard. Whatever. Really, that. that's peak Kyle O'Reilly humor. Yes, yes. I really... love when they have the Undisputed Era guys do those stupid like '80s bully jokes. It makes me laugh so much. So funny. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have Undisputed Era, and it's Cole. He's standing between Red Dragon. And... Which they have Red Dragon shirts, too, which is sweet. Those shirts are cool. Yes, I didn't really look at them. I'm going to have to. Yeah, because... it's just a Red Dragon, but it was cool. I was like, oh, they got official Red Dragon shirts. That's cool. <laughs> I want one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, want a, I also want the White Hook shirt. Yeah. Anyways, um... Yeah, so uh, Cole's talking about, he's like, Kyle, I know you didn't mean to kick me, just as I know that the Bucks were out there to help all of us, because we're all one big super group, and we're great. And, of course, Red Dragon looks at him like, man, what are you talking about? Those guys are lame. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, and I am the the biggest 
signing or we are the biggest signings the AEW has had, but they keep signing some other guys and Jake Atlas, you're one of them. So Jake, how you doing? Let's have a match. I'm going to send you back to Orlando. And then he says, cut it, Brandon. And then Kyle O'Reilly says, yeah, cut it, Landon. And it's so funny (laughs) because Kyle has been there for a week and he wouldn't know necessarily. (laughs) And I just love that we all know that Brandon Cutler is home with COVID. (laughs) So also very funny. Um, Unfortunately, that match did happen. Jake Atlas got hurt. So do you think they're still showing on Rampage? Yeah, apparently. Uh, oh, yeah, like, you said they covered for it at the end. So yeah, like it, it happened. So like the match was going, and I guess maybe it was going fairly well. I don't know how long it was, mm-hmm. whether it was like three minutes, four minutes, whatever. But I don't yeah. remember how many. It seemed like they announced a lot of matches for this Friday. It anyway, was four so. matches. Yeah. So maybe they let. I don't know. One of them was a hook match, which was against Aaron Solo. So I'm sure that was supposed to go like two minutes. Yeah. So maybe they gave Hook a little more. I'm not sure. Maybe. But yeah, that, I don't know. That's injuries in match for such a short show can mm-hmm. really throw you off. Yeah. Um. So next we have another Wardlow fresh meat. Yeah. Decimation, and this one was this one was a little different from normal. Uh, Warlow, he's getting patted down by the ref inside the ring, and Sean Spears takes it upon himself to grab the poor guy and hit him with a DVD outside the ring and roll him back into the ring for the bell to ring. And he's tell- he's demanding Wardlow, pin him, pin him right now, pin him right now. And Warlow says, I'm not doing what the fuck you say. I'm just going to pick him up, powerbomb him. I think he did it five times. Yeah, yeah. And Every time he does it, the crowd gets louder. They're into a fever pitch. When he finally rolls him into the the last powerbomb, the fans are foaming at the mouth. Yeah. As is Wardlow. He's so mad. He looks like he's about to rip Spears' head off. It's really good. Um, I, I'm loving this. I'm mm-hmm. loving this segment. It is, it is so fun. Me too. I love it. And that's why I said I don't want Sean Spears and him to break up because I'm loving it right now, but it's going to happen eventually. But yeah, it's it's really working too because Wardlow's getting hella over. So it's working. It's, it's brilliant. It's, yeah. It makes me wonder if they were planning this. Yeah. Or if this happened by accident because well, they couldn't have known that the power bombs were going to get this over. I was going to say because the first squash match she had like in November or something, he powerbombed her twice and the crowd started chanting one more time, but he had pinned him. So maybe they just saw that and they're like, well, shit, let's just have him keep coming out and powerbombing people. Well, yeah, because before the previous pay per view, remember when I said Tony Khan had written down all the notes? Mm-hmm. CM Punk versus Wardlow was on that, was one of the matches. Yeah. For that pay-per-view, which he didn't do. And this was the run-up to that pay-per-view. So mm-hmm. this is like four or five months ago. Yeah. This was right after Danielson arrived on the scene. Um <laughs> so like they had to have been planning this angle with MJF Wardlow and, and Punk for a long ass mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Really cool how uh, Tony's brain works in yeah. that way. Yeah, and not so in other ways, but <laughs> yes, and fucking 
segue jade versus soho <laughs> yeah i like this uh, match a lot it was good it was rough yeah it was rough around the edges i liked it though sometimes i like matches that are a little rough around the edges it don't get it me adds. wrong me too mm-hmm. there there were yeah there was there's one specific spot that took me out of it obviously where jade just rolled herself into a pin uh-huh. but other than that it it was it was good i liked uh I loved that Soho's offense. She couldn't knock Jade off her feet, which is really nice. Yeah, she's very much that big towering heel that we've always seen normally in the men's division. We don't normally see that in the women's division. I like that. Mercedes Martinez ran out, and I don't know what she did. She just came to ringside, and then Rosa ran out and attacked Mercedes Martinez. And I'm really excited for that match. Oh my gosh, that match is going to be amazing. Because that's coming. I don't know when, and I don't know where, and I don't care. Just put it wherever you want. Um, Soho hurt her shoulder at one point, which I loved because she has a history of shoulder injuries, and she legit looked like she hurt it. She has the tape on her shoulder, and then Jade starts working that target. Mm -hmm. Really nice. Jade's doing the push-ups in between the commercial and the commercial break, which I really love. It's awesome to see. Um, I love the continuity of Jay's of Jade's knee still being a target from yeah. the last match. This is one thing that AEW is really, really good at. These targets all carry over yeah. from match to match. It's uh, there's a lot of continuity. Um, big awesome power. She did like a crazy backbreaker fucking thing. I don't know what it was, but it was impressive. She did that damn pump kick, which I have nightmares about. Yeah, the pump kick. Her pump kick is seriously one of the best. If I ever have to be put to death, I want the pump kick to be how I die. Yeah. Um, Jade ate a Saito suplex really nicely in this match. And she did it after fighting the Saito suplex all match. Uh, Ruby Soho was trying to hit it and tried to hit it for a lot of the match. Couldn't get her over. She eventually hit her with it. She took it really well, which I liked. My heart absolutely sank when I thought Soho won. And that tells me that they're doing a good job Mm. with Jade because she rolled her up at one point and I almost threw up. And then she hit the no future and I almost threw up again. It's like, no, oh God, no. And that was a good false finish when she hit her. It was really good. No future. And when she kicked out, she spun fucking Soho off of her. It looked really cool. It looked like a like a uh, Brock Lesnar kick out where he like fucking throws the guys or Braun would do that. Yeah. He's like toss the guys off of him. Um, Soho goes for an avalanche arm drag off the top ropes. Jade catches her. She goes to try to go up to the top rope for a top rope jaded. I'm glad she didn't because it could have yeah. been, could have been a disaster. She could. She was going up high, and you could see her go "fuck that," and then they went back down. <laughs> they went to. They did it from the second rope. Still fine. Didn't look nice. Um, I don't know how you make a jaded look nice from the top rope, though, or yeah. from off off a turnbuckle. I don't. It's almost like you kind of have to land on your knees. I don't know. Anyways, look kind of rough. Mm-hmm. People are like. Most of the internet is really happy with this win for Jade. Some bad faith people on the internet are like, that was too rough. You shouldn't blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but you know what? This is the 
this is the futures title essentially mm-hmm. this is the title that you put on people that you want to develop into stars and there's no better way as i've always said it's self-fulfilling prophecy if you don't put people on tv they will never develop into who you want them to be mm-hmm. so put this title on her let her grow into it i'm i'm okay with that because she can be a huge star for them and i'm happy and those photos with her with her daughter oh those are amazing i loved them brought a tear to my eye talk about that storm outfit oh the storm outfit yeah when Uh, she came out yeah man that was awesome she walked out to the ring uh because if you follow her on instagram um she's always storm cosplaying but this maybe she's come out to the ring in storm gear before but she had like the alex ross storm painting outfit from the early 2000s on with the head the headpiece and the cape i mean she if i don't know if she could act or not like super well but the mcu should hire her to play storm in the movies because (laughs) she'd be perfect (laughs) she doesn't need to like work out extra or anything because she already looks like a million bucks so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah her storm outfit was awesome and her daughter was there and yeah, I love that all right away we had Layla Hirsch and we had Nyla Rose both tweeting at her saying that they want title shots. Yeah. It's, this is great. This is good mm-hmm. to have two titles that people are working towards. They had, I think it was like five different storylines, women's storylines going on in the show. Yeah, because they mentioned um, uh, Statlander and Hirsch and there's the Britt Baker stuff, and then they will get to it in a little bit, but they have the Serena Deep stuff, so there's a lot going on. Mercedes and Rosa. Yeah, Mercedes and Rosa. We have, Yeah, we have uh, the Riho stuff with Britt Baker, which we will get to. Like, lots of shit going on. Serena Deep and Sheeta. Like, there's tons of stuff. I, again, I still need more than one match. You're not in competition. Like, people aren't going to change the channel. Mm-hmm. Just, Just do it. Just invest in your ladies. Please invest in the ladies. I don't need to see Chris Jericho. Please invest yeah, in the ladies. Yeah, for sure. Please invest in the ladies. And that uh, the the overall diversity issue that they have, where there's no diversity until everyone, until everyone gets representation, mm-hmm. which I always stand by, that will rectify if you start using the ladies more because yeah. the the women's division is so diverse. There's a ton of diversity in the women's division. So use it. <laughs> that's where that's where most of their diversity lies is in the women's division, but they're not using them, so no one sees it. Oh yeah. So just oh, fucking yeah. use it. Then your yeah. problem solved. God yeah. damn. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> no, it really isn't. And people like the women. Mm-hmm. If you don't put them on tv people don't care about them when they do see them it's again it's that self-fulfilling prophecy if you don't turn them into stars they won't be stars Mm -hmm. can't be stars if they don't get tv time okay speaking of a star serena deeb holy shit yeah this is awesome too she said that she went in with uh every intention of her matches with sheeta with with respect she wanted to start with respect and but that went out the window Sheeta got a couple fluke victories and now all she wants to do she wants to hurt Sheeta and she wants to take the top spot 
um, then Jim Ross asks her, he asks her, what's eating her up? He says, you've been really mad and vicious lately. And then she asks Jim, she's like, is there any woman in this division who's on my level? And he answers honestly. He says, no, there's not. And yeah. he's right. Nobody in that division can wrestle like her. Mm-hmm. And she said that they call her the the professor in this in this profession because she has a she has a PhD in this shit. She's put in more dues than any other woman in the locker room. And she walked into Tony's office and demanded that she get another match with Sheeta next week. And she does not walking out on her own power. Holy fuck, this yeah, grudge yeah, match yeah, is amazing, and I yeah, love it. I, I don't care it that it's number four. Yeah, me either. Uh, give me give me uh, five and six, too, because I know this match is going to be awesome. This is good. This They're doing the Bret Hart and uh, and fucking Shawn Michaels, but with Sheeta and, and Serena Deeb low-key, which is awesome, because Serena Deeb is Bret Hart. Yeah. It's really fucking good. I'm... I'm very excited about this, and I think Serena Deeb would be an incredible person to face Jade if she gets past Sheeta, which I think she should. Yeah, I think uh, I think Deeb should be the person who wins this feud because I would like to see her. We've seen um, we've seen Sheeta with the top belt, and we've seen her in the top feud. I would love to see Deeb in a top feud. Mm-hmm. Against Baker, possibly, but I think against Jade would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be really good. Okay. So, let's talk about Malachi versus Cancel Culture Pillman. <laughs> cancel the Cancel Culture. That's what he said or something. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said his shirt said Cancel Cancel Culture. So stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, Pillman comes out with a has his mullet and a ponytail, which is a look. Mm-hmm. And Julia's there, but she's like punished, punished Julia. She's wearing the eye patch. Um, she looks very upset. Um, Pillman starts this match measured. Like he doesn't rush into it. He actually gets a little more offense than I probably would have given him. Um, he's kind of giving it to Black for a bit. He gives him a, I swear to God, he gave him a jackhammer. Pillman did, yeah, he did, he did. Yeah, because I saw did. it, I was like, wait, was that a jackhammer? <laughs> he did a fucking jackhammer. Is that a jackhammer or a messed up suplex? <laughs> it was, it was clean too. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, that's a good move for him. And then he goes up and does the, um, he goes to do a springboard, and Mal, and he slips off the rope, and Malachi Black just fucking kicks his head off. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. There is an amazing tweet out by uh, Michael Hamflit. I recommend you go look at it. Um, what he called it? Uh, the shit. I sent it to you. I have well, to find well, it because it's funny <laughs> as hell. Thick something. Thick fuck. Larry. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> the thick as fuck shot lariat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is just really, really good because he he's kind of thick as fuck right now. He he really has lost all mm-hmm. his goodwill with yeah. a lot of people and kind of justifiably so. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Malachi Black leaves the ring. Then he goes to turn around. He goes walking back to the ring. 
he he gets in the ring julia hart's there and I'm like okay here we go something's gonna happen here um the lucha bros come running out from the back i'm like oh yep here it is here mm-hmm. it is the the lights are gonna go out brody king's gonna show up the lights go out lights come back on lucha bros are in the ring malachi black's outside the ring so they just switch places and then it just ends i was like fuck stop fucking with me (laughs) (laughs) you're getting getting cute now yeah i really thought because the way julia hart was looking and stuff i thought she was gonna like turn yeah well i mean we know she is it's coming because she looks like she didn't care and stuff i feel like they're drawing it out a little too much with the blackouts like it's, I think like three weeks in a row with the stuff and people are, they're on a, we're wound tight with the stuff. We want it. We thought it was yeah. going to be last week for the last show on TNT. And we thought it was going to be this week for the first show on TBS, mm-hmm. but it's not. And it could happen at the, and with the uh, Lucha Bros involved in this, I was like, okay, so what I thought was going to happen is uh, Malachi Black and Brody King are going to go after the Lucha Bros for the title. Or That's what so- I thought too. something like that. And it seemed like that later on we'll get into it. But then they just sort of didn't pull the trigger on it. And I was thinking like, oh, maybe this could extend to Battle of the Belts and they could have a match at Battle of the Belts for the title, yada, yada, yada. Maybe the, maybe the Lucha Bros challenge them or something like that. Again, didn't happen, and we'll get more into that later. Yeah. Um, just very confused. They're just getting a little cute, and I, I worry that they might start to annoy some people. Mm-hmm. They keep doing this lights off, lights on, bollocks. Maybe that's what they're waiting for, people to start to get annoyed, and then so they're going to... Then they'll debut them. Uh, they do like to do these drawn-out little hints. I thought they were trying to throw people off like they did the first time with Malachi. Where they yeah. did the lights off and came on, they're like, "Oh, it's just a power outage." Yeah. And then he showed yeah, up. That. Yeah, yeah. They're like a power. And then, like the next segment, I think he showed up. I think they're doing a little bit of that, but over maybe the course of a few episodes. But still, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little too cute for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we have Ruby Soho. She's doing a post-match interview. Not really. Immediately interrupted by Britt Baker. Yeah. Um. Uh, Ruby tells Britt that she should be preparing for her match against Riho because Britt's never beaten her and and her crew hasn't either. So <laughs> like, uh, none of you guys are winning any of your matches, so maybe you guys should worry about that. And yeah. Britt obviously doesn't like that. A brawl ensues. In comes Riho, and she's just fucking throwing hands, which is awesome. Really funny. There's a really funny image of of Bryce Ransford just ragdolling Rio <laughs> of him after he's ripped him off of uh, Brit, but he's, it just looks like he's yeeting Rio through the air. That's awesome. It's very funny if you can find it. Um, yeah, so again, two women's angles going on in this. It's a they announced a match, which is uh, Rio and Soho versus Brit and Hater for rampage again i feel like we've seen this mm-hmm. already that they got to change it up a little bit sometimes yeah. um and this is sort of what i was talking about before with the uh with the kingston 
angle is just like there's a beat down someone rushes in now we're gonna have a tag match okay yeah like they've this is something that plagues the women's division a lot and it's leaked into a feud with the most charismatic people in the company which is yeah (laughs) um yes anyways i wish they wouldn't do that so much but i'm sure the match will be good yeah 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 these four people it will yeah i mean it'll be fun okay and next we have a wild fucking main event like really wild Mm -hmm. um this is between jurassic express and lucha bros these two teams are special i thought they got a little too cute at the beginning they were doing some weird shit. They all grabbed hands and did like a double, uh, like jump walk. Yeah, <laughs> like an like Irish whip thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know about that one, boys. Like that's a little too cute for me. I did like how the the two big boys cleared the ring with big kicks and then mm-hmm. squared off with each other. And uh, Luchasaurus was just eating uh, <laughs> the chops of Penta. Just like mm-hmm. getting chopped and just like, uh-uh, son. You can't yeah. chop a dinosaur. And mm-hmm. so I really liked that. Um, there was a cool little upsy-daisy thing that they did with uh, Jungle Boy where they tossed him up onto the onto the apron and then the other guy kicked him off. Just yeah. Fun little stuff. Um, There's one part where they, I guess that's towards the end of the match. We'll just talk about that later. Sorry. <laughs> I no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um Jungle Boy got worked over for a lot of this match, which is Jurassic Express matches. Jungle mm-hmm. Boy gets worked over for a bunch, and then he gets the most over hot tag in wrestling to Lucha to Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus comes in, runs wild. Um, Luchasaurus spiked Phoenix with with like a head scissors thing mm-hmm. at one point, just like on his head, just grabbed him with his feet, and it was just like yeah, goes straight to the mat. I was like yeah, that. Like- Fucking great. It looked like he went for a mule kick, but grabbed him by the head instead and slammed it down. Yeah, at this point, the match just got fucking wild, and I could barely even take notes. Uh, it... This this was also the same time where one of my favorite things in wrestling right now is JR getting mad that the uh, tag partners are staying in for too long. <laughs> JR, I watched fucking New Japan this, this weekend. Mm-hmm. This is everywhere except for WWE does this, JR. Yeah, no. it's just stop. so funny. He's like, we got to get him out of the ring. What's going on here? <laughs> I just, the fact that people complain about that, it's like, have you watched anything other than WWE? Yeah. They yeah, all yeah. do this. Yeah, um, don't watch Lucha because they don't even tag a Lucha. If you go outside <laughs> the ring, your partner can come in. Yeah, this, this, this is where this match got wild. They were just yeah. doing crazy big moves. I didn't love the match until this point. And then I loved this match. So much so, I didn't even see Phoenix's arm snap off. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see it. I th- I was still clapping. Yeah. I was like, yay! That was cool! <laughs> I had no idea he was dead. Um, yeah, Jungle Boy hits a big destroyer on one of them. <laughs> Phoenix hits That was a... cool. With the destroyer when he jumped off of... Uh, I think it was... I think Luchasaurus had Pinta on his shoulders. Yeah. And so Jungle Boy jumped off of Luchasaurus and Pinta and hit the destroyer. Nice. Then Phoenix hits an even bigger destroyer on the on the dinosaur. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Loved it. Uh there was a draping pile driver that they were about to do and the lights go out. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Here's here's fucking Malachi and Brody King. Lights mm-hmm. come back on. No. I'm like, what? Stop fucking with me, guys. So then I was like, okay, they're gonna do it one more time after the match. For sure. Yeah. 
like this is just a fake out like the time with the lights out when malachi first appeared this is going to be like that again okay i'm ready for this so i'm looking at the time i'm like okay we've got we've got eight more minutes left that's enough to do this we get some wild shit phoenix hits a torneo over top of penta who's in the middle of hitting a package pile driver which is just fucking wild and then there's a bunch of shit i couldn't even write down it was happening too fast (laughs) um luchasaurus catches phoenix midair with a like with a choke slam while he's on the while he's on the apron slams phoenix through the table i popped so hard i had no idea he was dead i had no clue jungle boy continues the match inside the ring he counters the made in japan from penta for the win and i was just elated i was like this is great what a match the heel locker room empties jericho's watching from the stands they also show black in the stands and i was like that's weird blacks in the stands i guess Mm -hmm. they're not doing the angle and then i looked online and everyone's oh my god his arm oh my god his arm like whose arm what's arm but i was then i found the videos i was like oh oh jesus (laughs) like his arm snapped in half yeah and they showed kingston in the crowd too like so, there's all the heel tag teams, and then three random single wrestlers sitting in the crowd. Kingston was in the crowd too. Yeah, in the crowd shots, they showed Kingston sitting there. He was like one of the last ones. I almost missed it. I like, oh, I Kingston? didn't even notice him. Yeah. So here, here's what I'm thinking. I'm just going to lay this right out. Yeah. Jericho and Kingston are both going to try to get uh, uh, Santana oh, Ortiz tag together. Well, I hope not. No, I was going to say they're going to try to get Santana Ortiz title shots. And it's like. Prove who's their better oh, friend. Okay, maybe, maybe. So it's one terrible thing and one good thing. Yeah. So one of the two. <laughs> mm-hmm. It could be a can they coexist tag team? I, which I, I hope I do they not. don't do that with Kingston and Jericho. Please, it just have wrestle. Don't do the tag team. It would not work. No. But yeah, this this is a crazy good match. Sucks about Phoenix. It really does. That's terrible. Like I legit when I saw this, I was like, hmm, did they was this an audible once Phoenix got hurt and they rushed Malachi Black up into the stands or something? That's what I'm thinking. I saw some people saying that like, do you think the whole ending was audible? I don't think so because they had all the tag teams come out and stuff and Yeah, it was uh it was interesting because all the tag teams on the ramp they were all the heels. There was no face teams there. Mm-hmm. It was all the heels, which most of the tag teams are heels, I think, if I think about it. Yeah. But it was like Red Dragon and Private Party and all those guys. Um, One of the ass boys was dancing to the Jungle Boy theme song, though, which was funny. It was funny. Yeah, so, yeah, I wasn't sure if this was uh, if this was an audible in terms of, like, maybe there was supposed to be a post-match beatdown or something. Mm-hmm. But Jurassic Express is there. It's weird. This is why the uh, the Lights Out stuff in the match... I was like, not needed then. Again, getting too cute. If you're not there, don't do it. Yeah, which, like, that may have been an audible type deal because of Phoenix's arm. Mm -hmm. Because it it felt, I don't know, it didn't feel as strange to me. What was stranger was Black being in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought that they were very much telegraphing that he was going to show up. Mm -hmm. Especially with, uh, like, the with the Lucha brothers running out earlier in the night. And now that whole, and now they can't do that angle anyways. They could maybe, they could maybe put pack in that spot 
with Penta. Yeah, well, he, they're still doing the thing where he's messed up from the the mist, so who knows? He's just been gone. So I mean, you don't. They haven't really explained that he could just be back. Yeah. Unless what you could do is Malachi Black and keeps messing because Penta will probably still be there. So you keep doing that, and then you debut Brody, and they're beating him down, and that's when Phoenix makes his big triumphant return. Unless, of course, Pac was the third guy. Ooh. Then this might this injury might have really just really fucked their plans. Yeah, just messed everything up. We'll see. They do pretty good job pivoting because when Mox got, uh, when Mox went to rehab, they're like, yeah, we got all this great Danielson stuff. Yeah, none of this Danielson stuff would have happened. Yeah, <laughs> this was this was going to be Mox's storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead it's Danielson's, and now Mox is going to come back. He's going to be a face. Yeah, no one's going to boo him. And apparently, he's coming back soon. There That's are reports. There are reports that he is coming back very soon, and they are expecting that he's going to face Homicide at the Hammerstein GCW, at GCW and defend his nice. title. Nice. I forgot that he has the GCW title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> beat wild. Um, he beat uh, Matt Cardona for it. <laughs> really funny. All right, so let's talk about the next episodes, which there are a lot, because we yeah. have an episode tomorrow and an episode on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on Rampage, uh, this is this has been taped. You can get spoilers if you want. I haven't looked at them. Um, we have Cole versus The Jake only thing Atlas. I know is the, the injury. That's all I know. Yeah, we have Cole versus Jake Atlas. I hope it's still a good match. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, the uh, Panama Sunrise is setting up the end, so hopefully yeah. it was pretty good to that point. Um, then we have 2.0 and Garcia versus LAX in Street Fight. That's actually going to be amazing. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be nuts. We Their last match they had was basically that without weapons. Yeah, this time they'll just have weapons in it. Then we have Hook versus Aaron Solo. I noticed they dropped the W from the back of his name. Um, okay okay which is fine yeah a little weird but fine um maybe people are saying solo i don't know yeah um yeah so uh hook's gonna destroy him that's gonna be fun yeah they had a cute little promo on dynamite where he said stretch me you can survive if i let you or something (laughs) this that doesn't sound like how you think it sounds yeah then we have Baker and Hater versus Soho and Riho. Mm-hmm. Solo and Soho. Interesting. Solo, Soho, Riho. That's all that. It's kind of like the page, page, Solo, cage, cage. <laughs> um, yeah, that match will be good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, w- I wish some of the women's matches weren't just multi-man tags sometimes. Because yeah. the random multi-man tags feel throwaway. Even if it's yeah. meh. Like just, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't love it. But I mean, they're trying to get more women on TV, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Maybe just give them another match. Okay, then we have Battle of the Belts on Saturday, and I was sure they were going to have Lucha Bros added in there, and then even if they weren't facing um, Malachi and uh, Brody King, that Malachi and Brody King would make their presence felt. But they didn't. We're just getting two matches. Yeah, that's like weird. And they're calling it Battle of the Belts. And it's only two of the belts. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like it in the sense that they're going to give these matches time. 
Yeah. So I like that aspect of it. It also makes it seem like, because this Cody versus Sammy match is weird. Mm -hmm. Like to jump right back into this rematch right away. They've got to be planning something special here. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Is, is this live or is it taped? I think it's live. I wonder if they'll do other stuff for the crowd there. Yeah, maybe there's a debut that happens. Like, maybe Cody wins and then someone comes out to challenge. Yeah, maybe. What's Keith contract 90 days up? February? It, it's it got to be a Ring of Honor guy. Yeah. I don't know who it could be. Most of them are teams. Yeah. Dan Housen. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Dan Housen would like your TNT belt, Housen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love him. He's so good. And he's he's absolutely signed already. He's got to be. Because hasn't uh, Billy Gunn been wearing the Ass Boy shirt on TV? Yes. yes. <laughs> and he's been teasing it so hard. Mm-hmm. Like the the uh, with his Garfield phone as soon as midnight hit. And he, he just tagged Tony Khan. So, Tony, <laughs> I am waiting. he's wonderful i love Mm -hmm. him so much okay dyna on dynamite we have cm punk versus wardlow again i'm calling that spears chair shot yeah um which would be awesome wait hmm spears chair shot to wardlow no spears chair shot oh i'm thinking spears chair shot to cm punk and Wardlow freaks out. Maybe, right? No, he's gonna. They're gonna hit Wardlow, so Punk gets disqualified. Wardlow gets the win, but he's gonna be pissed that he got hit with a chair. Yes, right. Yes, that's it. Sorry, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, confusing. Yeah, I was like, All right, if, see if, if Wardlow's the one that gets it. Yeah, we're gonna start looking like that Charlie Day meme where he's like got yeah. all the red strings and stuff. <laughs> then we have Sheeta versus Deep Four fucking yes. crazy i love that they're doing that they're just leaning in on that you might as well because their matches are always great i just i kind of like that they're doing series of matches mm-hmm. it's very different yeah um they do have to be careful of that though not that i think it's bad but that they've said so much oh we're not going to do rematches mm-hmm. they do it in a different way because they're doing a series of them yeah it's very old school like the old flare and steamboat yeah, things or Kabashi and Kawada and all that, but um, yeah, it's funny that uh, uh, Tony Khan will do an interview one week saying, "Oh yeah, we don't do rematches and this and that," and then we have uh, Sheeta versus Deep Four and Hangman versus Danielson Two, and <laughs> yeah, then we have Hobbs versus Dante, and that's going to be amazing. Oh yeah, I can't. We've wait actually for that. had Hobbs versus Dante before. Yeah, but they're this is a rematch too. Yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah, not yeah. tell anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one's like it's a lot different now. It is so it's so much so that I completely forgot about the other one. Yeah, the it other was one was good. good. The, the other one was when uh, he caught Dante midair, mm-hmm. like mid dart, like mid tope, and just threw him into the barricade. Yeah, it's good. yeah, yeah. I can't wait yeah. for this one. And then I want Dante versus Starks because you know that's coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then potentially the... Dante versus Hook, but I don't know if you want to put one over the other. Yeah, not right now, at least. 
that's the one tough thing when, when you have all these young guys facing each other is one one of them has to go over the other. Yeah. So one of these guys yeah. ain't getting the push. Yeah. And I think and it, also, I think Dante's the one getting the push for sure. Yeah. And also this weekend there's the Battle of the Belts, there's the New Japan Noah show, Oof. there's um GPW, Deadlock Pro Wrestling, which is pretty fun if it's, it's on really YouTube, good. If you haven't been watching it. They've got There's, some really cool talent yeah. on that, like re- very unique, like people like that you would never expect mm-hmm. to face yeah, each other. Yeah. It's really good. And they're having their first big show called You Already Know. I think it's the eighth. There's also a Impact show with the first ever women's X division or X, uh, blah, 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 whatever their big X match where it's above the ring. I forget what they call it. Oh my god, they're doing that still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first time the women get to do it, so that'd be cool. But yeah, there's a lot of good wrestling this whole week. Like, 2022, they've, no one's kind of held back. WWE had a pay-per-view. I didn't watch it, but they had a pay-per-view. Yeah, that NXT day one, had a big, I didn't even know if that was a pay-per-view. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I, they, I think WWE's trying, because you know they come up with their own vernacular and stuff. Yeah. About, I think they're calling it like an enhanced live experience or something like that. Uh, they don't want to call well, it. Well, I mean, it's it's not unlike uh, AW with Battle of the Belts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's I true because they could they could keep the name pay per view for like you know the Royal Rumble and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I just besides like everyone's kind of doing big shows this first week mm-hmm. of the year, which is cool. So much wrestling. So yeah. much wrestling. Yes. Yes. Um. One person that people should watch her matches. Oh, there. Sorry, I sh- I should mention a few people on Dark who had uh, very good showings that clearly showed that they are signed to an extent. Um, well, one we already saw, or they show they actually showed it a bit on Dynamite, which I liked, which was Jake Atlas. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he signed. Uh, he had a really good match. Looked amazing against Serpentico. I recommend. People watch that if you want to see him not get injured, um, <laughs> and want to, and see his super cool move with a with a super cool name, the mm-hmm. Stonewall DDT. For people that don't know, Stonewall is a very famous uh, uh, riot that happened, that <laughs> or protest that happened uh, that helped move things forward for LGBTQ rights. Yes. Um, yes. So that that name means a lot with Atlas mm-hmm. being a openly gay wrestler. It's very yes. cool. It's a really cool name. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good match. Megan Bain, who we've actually seen before, uh, we've seen her lose a fairly short match on AW Dark before. She had a match that she won. She had a full intro. She had a video. She had her own music by Mikey Ruckus. She had two valets that came out with her, like the like uh, Dalton Castle with the boys. She she signed. <laughs> she has to be like Hell she got yeah. the she got the full signed treatment, and she won her match. So, mm-hmm. and she's great. She's got the stature of Jade. Um, she's awesome. She just recently beat Trisha Dora in a title defense in Beyond Wrestling. Like she's, she's got stature, so that's mm-hmm. good. And she's a very good worker and has a good, cool gimmick where she's like a, a Greek god. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. Really like it. And the other person is Marina Shafir. Holy moly. She's improved yeah. 
Yeah. She came out, had, again, had a video, had her own music, and got picked up a win as well. So, again, signed. Like, the, mm-hmm. the only other person who's had that who didn't sign was um, Danny Limelight. And he was at one point in the AEW mobile game. So he was signed to an extent and then I guess got a full-time deal and they said, you can take it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I guess the right of first refusal. So AEW had to be like, had to be like, okay, no, we won't match that offer. And he left, mm-hmm. yeah. which is nice. I'm glad they do that. They don't just lock them in. Like, no, you're signed with us. You can't go. Yeah. Because they had him. Like he was in their video game. Yeah. And he's not there anymore. So he's with MLW now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I recommend watching the matches for those people. Very good stuff. All good. All good, man. 2022 starting off the great year. Great. Yes. Great start. Yes. Yes. Minus the bad news. <laughs> yeah. Minus, yeah. Well, yeah. In terms <laughs> of in ring, in ring action. I'm such a bummer. Yeah. In ring action. It started off great. All yes. the news. They're trying to bring it down, which sucks. But however, the uh, the Ray Phoenix news is good. I like seeing yes. that. And you yes, know yes, who's yes. blowing up, and I love to see it. Kid Bandit, that's awesome. Yeah, that uh, that guy. He's a graduate of the uh, of the Nightmare Factory. Uh-huh. Um, he's been on AW Dark. He's on D- the Deadlock Pro Wrestling. Uh-huh. He just did a Tiger Driver uh, interview. Mm-hmm on their podcast he's blowing up man that's it's yeah. cool to see yeah, yeah, yeah watch yeah, his yeah. stuff he's cool or sorry yeah. they're cool yeah 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 they them they them but yeah yeah they're, they're really cool i like their gimmick it's like a video game protagonist the, come to life the, the protagonist cool. of pro wrestling it's awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great it's really gimmick. Cool. yeah yeah they, and they're not the first episode of deadlock they took a crazy bump on the well, chairs from from lucky ali yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> apparently that was uh Chris from Tiger Driver. Those that was his seat. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you can see him in the background. He's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. All right, let's pack it in. See you next week all after right. all these big see shows. You. Bye.